Hi, this is Brian Tarrant at RSS Conference 2019 in Belfast. I'm here today with Harry Spearing of uh, Lancaster University. Hello, Harry. Hello. Hello. And we're talking uh, about uh, the ranking of Olympic swimmers. So before we get into that, Harry, do you want to tell listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm studying at Lancaster University. Um, I also did my undergrad there as well in physics. Um, and now I'm looking at some of my PhDs in ranking systems of sports uh, generally. And um, so specifically at the moment, I'm looking at swimmers. So ranking systems in sports then, they are ways of organising uh, competitors, teams, that sort of thing. So why, why would a statistician be interested in that as a, as a topic? Yeah, sure. So um, I suppose the ranking system itself can tell you quite a lot about the nature of the sport, um, particularly if you're looking at ranks over time as well. So you can see how players get better over time and worse over time, and if there's some element of form in that. Um, and then also, um, you might be interested in looking across discipline. So is it possible to rank across various sports as well, um, not just within the same sports. Okay, and what are the sort, because um, I think most people, if they're not statisticians, would think, well, it's pretty easy to rank people, right? You put yeah. the best one first and <coughs> so on and so on, but there's, there must be deeper statistical questions or yeah. issues that need to be resolved. And what are, what's a, what are some of those problems? Yeah, of course, so obviously, I mean, the first one, I mean, the most obvious one that's challenging, I suppose, is to try and rank players within team sports. So obviously there's lots of debate about who the best player, football player in the world was. I mean, obviously people might say Messi, Ronaldo, etc. But actually that's really difficult to ascertain because obviously they're playing within a team. And so the team's performance is easy to rank, like you say. But that doesn't necessarily tell you that much about the individual players themselves. Um, and so of course that's when we would like to pull out that information about the individuals. So you're trying to decouple the effects of sort of, you know, what, what is, how good is the player with or without the team, right? So yeah. there must be some effect of um, that combination of you know Messi with all the other team players around him that make him better than he may otherwise be, or rank him higher than he yeah. might otherwise be. Yeah, that's right. So that's yeah. So that's just one aspect of it. Um, so things like um, basketball, they have plus-minus statistics, which says how good the team does with and without the player, and things like that. So that's quite useful. But then there's also things like so if you are interested in ranking the team and not the player, then even that's quite challenging because you know, the team's form changes, so you might have injuries from one week to the next, they might be playing more difficult opponents. So just they're looking at their form in the last five games isn't actually that useful to um, tell you how well the team's doing overall, really. Okay, so, you're, so the, the area you're talking about here at conference is uh, swimming. Yeah, that's right. Um, so is it swimming Is it swimming teams, like relay teams? Or something no, like so that? it is individuals here, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and so how is it your looking at ranking these swimmers and how does it differ from say just simply looking at you know what's your time what's your finish position yeah okay so swimming's quite different to team sports and things like that and um, even things like tennis and um, for the simple reason that um, you have an objective measurement of how good someone is you have their time which you don't have for any other sports you're always looking at pairwise comparisons um, so you have to treat it in quite a different way um, so we're using so we're looking at the very best swimmers, we're looking at um, Olympic swimmers. Um, and so because we're looking at the very best times, we can treat these observations as being quite extreme observations. Um, and then for that reason, we can use, apply extreme value theory to these to this data set to try and an analyze the swimmers. And can you describe extreme value theory for people? Yeah, sure. So extreme value theory is kind of what it says really on the tin. It's basically the study of extreme events. Um, and it's kind of like, so when, what we find is that um, 
analyzing data, the bulk of the distribution in general uh, is quite interesting, but often that's not really what we're interested in. So, for example, if you're looking at heights of rivers or, or the amount of rain, um, generally we're not typically interested in the amount of rain on average from day to day. What we're interested in is the extreme rain, because that's when we've got problems with flooding and things like that. So trying to model extreme events is what it's all about, really. So, so how, what sort of questions are you able to answer um, by, by looking at these swimmers through the lens of extreme value theory? Yeah, so we can try to answer, there's a few questions we'd like to answer. So obviously the first one is, first and foremost, it's a ranking system. So we want to be able to rank swimmers in a fair and really unbiased way. Um, and currently the way FINA do it, which is sort of the international body, is that they um, just compare how close someone is to the world record in their discipline. So if it's 50 meter breaststroke, how close are you to the 50 meter breaststroke world record, for example? And the problem with this is that everyone's times are really sensitive to this one data point. If the world record changes, for example, your overall rank can change significantly. And so what we're trying to do is um, use extremes to model the whole body of these really um, sort of extreme events to make it sort of, yeah. Okay. So would you, uh, is it about then trying to identify, so obviously in sw uh, swimming, I guess the maybe the, the extreme performance of an athlete would be their personal best, but they might not be yeah. hitting their personal best competition after competition, right? So is it yeah. about trying to identify where people are, where, where you're ranking people based on those personal best times or the, the main body of their times or what yeah. they're kind of... So currently, speed is. yeah. So currently, what we're doing is looking at personal bests, um, but that is actually something that we're kind of looking at next: is how how can we incorporate all of the times to get a better idea of the ability of that swimmer. Um, but yeah, that's that's quite a challenging sort of next step. But yeah. So the idea then, I guess, would if you can if you can apply this method and um, uh, the, the difference between what you're proposing and what the sort of current uh, swimming uh, association. <coughs> system is would be to ha maybe have a more stable measure of performance so it's not quite so sensitive to yeah more stable right. measure of ranking so it's not yeah. quite so sensitive to that world yeah, record that's number. right yeah so the rank system yeah the, the aim is to make it sort of more stable and more fair but the, the interesting thing is that there's lots more um sort of uh, we can get lots more out of the framework not just the ranking so we set up this really nice framework but actually we find other things so we can try and predict when the next world record will happen and um, we can try and predict what the world record will be, and we can try and predict what event it's most likely to be broken in next, all these sort of things, and we can even sort of adjust for technology. So I don't know if you remember, they had the, the swimsuits, like the full body suits at one point, and which are now banned, but they made people a lot faster. <clears throat> so we can try and adjust for those times um, to make it fair across time as well. Excellent. And so obviously, you've probably got a great test case coming up next year with the yeah, Olympics. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. so you're trying to get all your, your sort of the, the methodology sorted, the yeah. analysis sorted, so then you can apply it to That's right, the Olympics. Yeah. All right. So I'm hoping to make a couple of predictions for that and see, see how well they go. Well, yeah. I, would, I will invite you now uh, to, if, if you do make those predictions, we'd love to uh, write about them in Significance magazine. So, yeah. so do Thanks. get in touch. But until yeah. that time, Harry, thank you for talking to us today. And I uh, hope your talk goes well. Thank you very much. Cheers.